y'all. Welcome to Southern Bells. Hey, y'all. It's Brittany and Beth. So, we're glad that you could join in with us today to listen. Again, if you're interested, you can follow us on Facebook at Southern Bells Faith, Food, and Fitness. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hey, good morning, you guys. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to Prayer Pocket. We're still doing our Road to Recovery um, series. So, we're up to around step seven so if you're not familiar um 12 step program to beat any type of addictions right so like we know everybody deals with things in life um sometimes addictions take on things that we don't even realize that they take on um they tend to occupy our lives Y'all, like, I don't know about you, but if you own a cell phone, I'm pretty sure the majority of society that owns a cell phone is addicted to social media. Just saying. Um, Sometimes those addictions are things that we consume. Sometimes they're things that um, really just to consume our minds, right? So, for me... Um, I will admit to the social media addiction and occasionally I will literally have to do a cleanse from that and just take a nice long break. Um, There are benefits to social media, but there are also some huge negatives to social media. Um, Our mental health is important, friends, and speaking life is what protects it, right? So just to review um, the 12 steps Step one, we admitted that we were powerless over our problems, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, we made a decision to turn our wills and our lives over to the care of God. Step four, we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, we admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we were entirely ready to have God remove all of these deficits of character. And step seven, my sweet friends, says we humbly ask God to remove our shortcomings. The scripture says, If we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all our wickedness. 1 John 1, 9. Think about that. Think about that seriously. We humbly asked God to remove our shortcomings. Friends, if you're following along with this and you're going through this 12-step project, process with me. Excuse me for fumbling on my words. Sometimes Satan doesn't want us to get the word out. I want you to know this. Each step is a season. You may not be able to move on in the steps the way that it sequences. You may have to spend extra time in one of the steps before you can move on to the next. In fact, it's highly recommended that you don't move on to the next step until you conquer the step that you're in. So, 
if you're here with me and you hear that this is step six, yet you haven't made a decision to turn your life over to the care of God, you need to back up, my sweet friend, because as I have really been awoken to this week, unless we truly submit ourselves to God, we're never going to conquer these addictions. We can't do it on our own. We are not able to overcome sinful nature without the power of God in our life. So if you're having trouble with one of the steps, reach out. If you're having trouble overcoming or problem solving or thinking through something, reach out. That's what we're here for. Beth or I, either one, would be more than happy to talk to you, to try to help coach you through it. We are not licensed in any type of um, social work, counseling. We're just simply your friend. We've lived our life through experiences. God uses us, sweet friends. We hope that you are impacted as much by these Bible studies as we have been because we know that they're a confirmation from God that he wants us to share these things with you. Um, Beth and I talked on Sunday about um, Enoch. If you have never read the story of Enoch, go back and do that. Um, there are some amazing things in that story, and that's in Genesis. I want to share um, step six with you as part of Genesis, and it's talking about a time to grieve. Um, Beth and I used part of this scripture on Sunday, so I feel like this is just a fitting place to add this in. We were entirely ready for God to remove all of these deficits of character. The pathway to recovery and finding new life involves death. The different means we use to help us cope with are defective, but still they give us comfort and companionship. Giving them up is often like suffering the death of a loved one. Abraham and his grandson Jacob both lost loved ones as they traveled to the promised land. Sarah died in Hebron in the land of Canaan, where Abraham mourned and wept for her. Then leaving her body, he said, Here I am a stranger and a foreigner among you. Please sell me a piece of land so I can give my wife a proper burial. Abraham buried his wife Sarah there. A generation later, Jacob was given a new name, Israel, and promise of a great heritage in the promised land. On his way there, he too lost his wife. She died while giving birth to their son Benjamin. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Bethlehem. Jacob set up a stone monument over Rachel's grave. It can still be seen there to this day. Then Jacob traveled on. As we journey on in our new life, we will necessarily lose some of our defective ways of coping. When this happens, we need to stop and take time to give our losses a proper burial. We need to put them away, cover the shame, and allow ourselves to grieve the loss of something very similar to us. When the time of grieving is over, we too can journey on. Wow, y'all, like I just got slapped in the face. <laughs> Sorry. I just felt the power of God come over me during this and reading this. And I want to share this with you. Have you ever been in a circumstance or a situation where 
somebody tells you, well, just write it down on a piece of paper and then burn it. I never put two and two together. That was like a burial. Oh, friends, this is like a an awakening. What if our addictions, you know, you talk, you hear people talk like, sorry, my, my mind is just spinning 100 miles an hour at the moment. I, I'm seeing like clippets of all these things that are now coming together into the puzzle pieces. Um, what if the way that people say, take up your cross, it's in the Bible, it's scripture, take up your cross daily and follow me right? Like we know that Jesus Christ was crucified for our sins. We know that he was placed in the tomb, his grave, his burial, but he overcame all that, right? He came, overcame that through God's love, through his purpose on this earth. What if we were to have a funeral for our addictions and our coping mechanisms that most often lead to or could be an addiction. And you have a time to mourn that. You're a different person. You are no longer associated. Oh, y'all, like, come on. You got to hear me right now. You got to be listening. What if you have a funeral for the old you because you are a new creature in Christ. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus, that we are made new and created in his image. And he offers this to us. Friend, if you are struggling right now, I am praying that you hear this word and that you receive the same clarity, the same excitement, the same energy that I am getting right now. Take your time to grieve. But as we've just read with Abraham and Jacob and their issues with mourning, what did they do, sweet friends? It says that they moved on. They traveled on. We're not meant to be held up in our grief. Y'all, I just had a conversation with someone yesterday And over the last couple of weeks, my dear sweet brother who passed away has been brought up more times than I can count in the last two weeks. You know what? I'm okay with that. And here's why. It keeps his memory alive. But you know what? I am also okay with knowing where he's at. But that doesn't mean that I didn't take my time to mourn. And when those things come up and we have those conversations about people that we love, yeah, it does still kind of open up those wounds just a little bit. But here's the thing. Those people that we love, we don't only mourn their physical being. We mourn the emotional attachment that we had to them. What can we do to honor that, my sweet friends? We can talk about them. We can share their life. We can share their legacy. What legacy did they leave behind? For me, for my, it, with my brother, and with countless other people I can think of right now at the top of my head who have passed away in the last few years, that meant so much to me. I don't mourn because their physical bodies are not here. I mourn because of the sweet souls that they were, the personalities that they were. And friends, we can still share 
and honor those people in our lives by honoring those personality traits that built that emotional connection in us. If you've recently lost someone and you're still struggling with that mourning process, maybe this is your big rainbow of promise. That there was a time to grieve and there's a time to mourn, but there's also a time for joy and there's a time to move on. Friends, please don't get hung up in your mourning that you fall victim to all of your addictions and all of your defective coping mechanisms. There is a better way. Choose life, sweet friends. Speak life. Lift yourself up today and know that God loves you. And God says that he is willing to forgive us in all of our shortcomings. Have an amazing day, sweet friends. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God, for this word. God, I thank you for this awakening. Lord, I thank you for the power that comes from your scripture, Lord. And I am thankful, dear Heavenly Father, that your word is alive and well and that it teaches us so much, Lord, that it gives us hope, Lord God, and it leads and directs us, Lord God, like a beacon of light from a lighthouse during the storm, Lord God. You are our anchor. You are our shield. You are our strong tower. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we continue to pray for those that have lost things due to the recent storms and hurricanes, Lord God. We pray for those first responders. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray for all of our service workers, our government, Lord God, and our nation as a whole. Lord God, we continue to pray our blessing over the promised land, Lord Jesus, for we know that, God, those are your chosen people. And God, we're thankful that we're grafted in by the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that you will just continue to be with those that are mourning, Lord. God, I pray that you will just bring them to this podcast so that they can hear your word, Lord God, that their lives might be forever ever changed through the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord God, we just speak life right now over those that are struggling with this, Lord God. We pray your blessings upon them. And God, we thank you for bringing this podcast about, Lord God, that we're able to share your world, your word, your love, your compassion, Lord God, your mercy. Lord, what you intended for us to be. And God, as we spoke about Enoch and the love that he had for you, Lord God, I pray that that continues to be the desire of our hearts, Lord God, that every day we strive to be closer to you as Enoch was, Lord Jesus. We thank you, God, and we praise you. We give you all the glory in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Have a blessed day, sweet friends. Bye, y'all.